My entitled mother holds a grudge against her sister for over 25 years. And all of this is over some petty, ridiculous thing that happened when I was a teenager. And I honestly don't know what to do about it. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications to never miss a video. At the time this happened, my mother was around 55 years old and I was 15. At the time, she had a close relationship with her sister. They talked every day on the phone. We always met with our cousins for the holidays, for a dinner, or for an extended stay. Suddenly, all out of nowhere, she halted all communication with her sister and started to talking about her in a very negative manner. When I prodded to see what happened, it turned out that her sister had met a man. So why was my mother so upset by this? Well, it turned out that her sister had told her kids before she told my mom. And she thinks, given their close relationship, she should have been told first. And this minor offense was enough for my mom to see her sister as the reincarnation of the devil. Fast forward to the first holiday dinner with our cousins. Her sister's new man was there. A sweet older gentleman that is always smiling and fixes things with his hands. He seems to be genuinely good-hearted and has been since the day we met him. He carefully approaches my mom, greets her, and compliments her on her car. Her car was a very big and expensive one at the time. Now, my mother did not like her car, and with that comment, she immediately classifies him as a false person, claiming that he is trying to lie to her just to get under her skin. And from that day, she hated him as well, in addition to her sister. We halted all recreational communication with our extended family ever since that day. And honestly, it's been 25 years. And they have tried every tactic known to man to try and get in her good graces again. They surprised her on her birthday. They would visit her. They would try keeping her company when she was sick. But when they visited, my mom would turn on her manipulative charm, which is very easy to see through, and often would talk between the lines to them to send malicious messages their way without saying them outright. A very passive-aggressive approach overall. The sweet older man worked in construction before retirement and has led the renovation of our country home, spending hundreds of hours working on it. In fact, when my mother had trouble with her back, he rebuilt parts of our country home just so it could be better suited to her specific situation. This man was steadfast, but honestly, none of this mattered until about two weeks ago. They came to her home and he used a candle to lubricate one of her doors. Also, it wouldn't squeeze week anymore. And apparently, this made her change her mind about him completely. Since he knew how to use a candlestick to lubricate a door, he is suddenly an okay guy. And this honestly just baffles me to no end. But despite this, her sister is still not in her graces though. And I think she never will be again. And it's honestly just a ridiculous situation overall. Because this man is the reason my mom has held this grudge for over 25 years. And for her to accept him, but not her sister, is really bizarre to me. And honestly, just doesn't make any sense. Overall, I'm not sure if this will ever get fixed, and I'm honestly not sure what to do. How weird do you have to be to hold a grudge against somebody for 25 years? That's a long time to have some kind of problem with somebody, without even taking any kind of steps forward to resolve it. But here's the thing, the issue at hand is not even that big of a deal. This entitled mother is literally just pissed off that her sister didn't tell her first that she has a new boyfriend, but instead told her kids first. Like, how can you possibly get so mad at that, that you are 
are now going to treat your sibling like garbage for 25 years. You are a terrible person if you do that because it's not justified. It's literally just the fact that you didn't get the information first. And so now you're just going to demonize this lady for something that she didn't do when in reality she has no obligation to do that. Absolutely weird, very crazy stuff. And I'm honestly surprised the original poster has stayed in contact with her mother at all, to be honest. Because if my mom acted that entitled, you better believe I would have taken steps to get away from her several decades ago. Because nobody needs that kind of energy in their life. I was a bully earlier in my life as a child, and I recently got reunited with my victim in an absolutely unexpected circumstance. And now I don't know what to do. In elementary school, I was part of a group of kids that relentlessly and mercilessly bullied this girl. I remembered she arrived in our class later in the school year after the friend groups were already settled. She also came from a poor family, and since this was a private school filled with entitled little brats, she definitely stood out. She had secondhand clothes, and she had limited school supplies. We would tease her, talk mean things about her within her earshot, never invite her to eat lunch together or play with us. We were just terrible and had unacceptable behavior. I also had been personally bullied in the past, and I knew how much it hurt to be on the receiving end of it, but I just went along with everybody else, probably relieved I wasn't the target for a change. Things got so bad for her that at some point, after about two or three years, she had to change schools. The final straw was a bullying episode during PE class that I've heard about, but I didn't witness myself. Yet I really remember how terrible I felt when we learned she wouldn't be coming back to the school, as well as for the role I had played in all of that. Over the years, whenever the subject of bullying came up, I thought about her with great shame. Some time ago, she appeared as a suggested friend on Facebook. I sent her a friend request, she accepted, and that was it. I could never muster the courage to properly write a message or apologize. Now I'm 31 years old, and I currently work as a graphic designer in an ad agency. And last week, I was invited to a meeting to discuss a new account with a catering company. When I got into the room, she was there. She's now the owner of this thriving business and my client meaning that I work for her. She was also surprised to see me. She recognized me, of course, and briefly told everyone that we had been to school together. But that was it. There were a lot of people around, from her side and my team as well. And we talked strictly about business. But I could barely focus. I was so, so ashamed to be reminded of all the things I put her through. So now I wonder, should I try to apologize to her? I still have her on Facebook, so I can reach out through a personal channel, but I don't want this to be a selfish act to try and relieve me of my guilt, and I honestly don't know if it will be a positive thing for her, if she even needs closure in the first place, or if this will just bring back memories she wishes she forgot. Also, what if she sees my apology as an intrusion? This could honestly compromise our new professional relationship. Is this possibly a situation where I need to inform my boss about my history with this client? Maybe I should just pretend like it never even happened. What should I do? I think there's a few things you can definitely pull away from this. If she recognized you from elementary school, then you better believe she remembers you being a terrible bully to her. And yeah, you're both adults and she's probably worked through that, but I can tell you as someone who has been bullied that that scar is still very much there and that pain is still very real in your life. Growing up after dealing with some of the bullying that I was put through, even as an adult, I wish I could meet those people later in life and tell them exactly how I actually feel. When I was a kid, I was helpless to defend myself. But now as an adult, that has definitely changed. So coming back to that situation would definitely be scarring, but it would definitely help
help me personally if I found some semblance of closure by explaining exactly how I felt while I was being bullied. And in my opinion, no one deserves to be bullied. There's no good excuse for that. So in my honest opinion, I think you absolutely need to apologize to this woman. I can guarantee you she remembers how you treated her and she 100% knows the pain that she went through. I would also accept the fact that you might possibly lose this client, which based on your history with this individual and all the things you put them through might be deserved in my opinion. So that's my take on the situation. I would apologize profusely and let her know that you feel terrible for the way you treated her and that you don't expect her to accept your apology, but at least you can explain to her that yes, I feel terrible about this and I am sorry. I think in that same vein of thought, you should not expect her to forgive you for this. Childhood trauma is a very serious thing and it is something that can be carried with you no matter what happens. So just keep that in mind moving forward and hopefully things work out. My boyfriend asked me to move in with him and then said he thinks I'm taking advantage of him and I'm honestly not sure what to make of this. I had my own flat but my boyfriend said I could move in with him so we could save some money for a place together in the future. It's a bit far from my work so commuting would be a bit expensive. Also it would mean that I would have to wake up at 5 a.m. just to catch a train but he said he didn't want rent money just help with the bills. His job is very high paid about four times my salary and his flat is very cheap so I told him no I would pay some rent if I'm living there. The first annoyance was we talked about this for months and all was fine but when I handed in my notice he said do you think it would be best to wait until we save for a new place to which I said it's much too late now I've handed in my notice and the point of me moving in was so we could save for it. That was his idea from the start. He was okay with this. I moved in and brought him some stuff from my old flat. A new microwave, a kettle, a toaster, and some other things. I also bought him a new PS5 game that he really wanted. I cleaned his entire flat because it was a mess, especially the kitchen. I did a food shop and cooked for him each day after work as a thank you. All was going really well, and we would spend every night together. He seemed really happy, until one day when I went to go visit my friend for the weekend and stayed over. When I came back, he said, would you mind giving me a bit more rent money? Because I know I can be generous, but I don't want to be taken advantage of. I thought it was a bit annoying he dropped it on me like that after I moved in, but I ended up giving him more money. He then went out and bought four big bottles of expensive alcohol, and when I asked him what he's done, he said, it's not about the money, I just feel like I'm paying a lot more, and you might just be with me for the convenience. I could not believe what I was hearing, and I said, if you think I'm taking advantage of you, I can just look for another flat back by where I work because the commute is really inconvenient for me. He stopped and then changed his mind saying, no, that would be a step backwards now. He then apologized and said that he got worried I was going to leave him that night and that I was going to leave him alone. The way he's acting has really got me nervous and I'm honestly unsure of if I even want to live with him anymore. What should I do? It sounds like your boyfriend is really playing some weird games. Like, why on earth is he acting like this after asking you to move in with him? And especially when you both have agreed that, hey, we're going to try and save up for a place of our own. Like, why on earth would he do that? Plus, he's pretending like you're not putting in any kind of effort for the home. You're sacrificing having a place to live that's close to your job. Also, you can live with your boyfriend and basically get to know each other better. But the way he's acting is completely inappropriate. You even stepped up on your own to pay rent without him asking. All he said is he wanted you to help with the bills. And now he's acting like you're just trying to freeload and get whatever you want out of him. And based on what's being described, it really doesn't seem like the case. So overall, this is a tricky 
tricky situation, and I would really think carefully about how he's acting, and if you would even want to live with that, to be completely honest with you. Because I know if I was in your situation, I would not want someone playing games with my living situation, and expect me to not get upset and make some kind of decision that better benefits me. My boyfriend's behavior has changed almost overnight, and it's causing a lot of stress in our relationship. And honestly, I don't know what to do. I'm a 42-year-old female, and I've been dating my boyfriend, who's 40 years old, for about six months. For the first four months, we emailed at a pace and depth neither of us has ever experienced before. We often had six emails going on at once about everything. We talked about philosophy, psychology, politics, personal sharing, storytelling, what we like and dislike, you name it. We spent long hours on the phone nearly every weekend. Our record was something like 14 hours. We got along famously. We moved slowly. We waited about four months before we spent some intimate time together and didn't use the word love until just a week or two ago. In fact, we only recently defined our terms as girlfriend and boyfriend. One of our reasons for moving slowly is my history of trauma. I need to move very slowly and stated that up front. We are also more mature and both wanted to be adults about how we approach a new relationship. As we increase our intimacy, his work schedule also significantly increased. He used to work a regular eight hours a day, but now he works about 60 hours per week. His emails have all but dropped off. He's unable to respond to much of what I send him, and I've in turn mostly stopped emailing so as not to bombard him. He's expressed sadness about this several times, saying he misses our written communication and wishes he had more time. He assures me it's not a sign of pulling away, but a consequence of his work demands. His behavior outside of emails seems to confirm this. He regularly sends me jokes and photos of his day, even just to say hi and to keep in touch. Most days, that's all he's able to send. Maybe some memes and a good morning hello. He comes home exhausted and then spends his weekend exhausted just trying to recover. We live an hour away from each other, and I've spent the last three weekends at his place because he's been unable to call and unable to leave his area. This coming weekend is the fourth one he'll be spending on call, unable to come visit me at my place. I'm considering spending the coming weekend alone at home to get some of my own things done because I'm finding it more challenging to run my own life always over at his place. The following weekend, he's away, so it looks like we won't have much time together for another three weeks. He's acknowledged that there's an imbalance in who visits who and has said that he doesn't intend for that to be a pattern. But even with that in mind, it's slowly becoming a pattern. I'm concerned that this new shift in his availability is affecting this budding relationship, and I'm genuinely concerned that because we're so new, there isn't a strong enough foundation to sustain it. I'm an adult and also have a career job that can be demanding, so I do understand what he's going through. I'm also nervous that regardless of maturity levels, pulling away from deep intimacy and never visiting me will create a gap that's difficult to come back from. I'm also nervous that this is a sign of something deeper and troubling. He has the choice to turn down on-call work, but has said yes a few times in a row. He could also choose a less busy office to work from. He's making these choices to advance his career, which I do understand, but also worry that he's decided I'm not worth prioritizing. His stress levels seem really high. He is far less buoyant than how I've known him to be so far. His stress is showing in several ways, and I don't know if his shifts in behavior are due to this stress or personal with me. He started commenting on minor irritations about me. We all go through this phase in a new relationship. In the beginning, you see all of the other person's qualities, and once you get to know each other better, you begin to see the things you don't like as much. I'm finding it challenging for these circumstances to be happening all at the same time. He's commented or teased me about things 
things like my communication style, my reading habits, and mistakes that I've made in the past. For example, his perception recently was that I talked almost exclusively about a certain topic when I distinctly remember us talking about all sorts of other things. He gently bugged me about it a couple of times. I felt a bit confused and hurt, thinking that his impression is that I dominate conversations. This is the opposite of what he used to say, though, which is how skilled I am as a communicator. I know I asked questions and that we covered many topics, so I'm not sure if this is playful ribbing, him growing tired of me, or just his stress levels coming out in a funny way. Another example of the subtle shift in his apparent perception of my intelligence and awareness is that he used to say things like, I figured you would know that, or regularly complimented me about my intelligence. Now that has shifted to comments like, I know you don't read the news, which is inaccurate and stung a little bit, or would say stuff like, you probably don't know this, and surprise exclamations that essentially boil down to, how do you not know that? He used to show the utmost respect for my way of doing things, like making the bed, but now he just makes little comments like, the way you make the bed makes it look like you're covering someone in a shroud. And honestly, I have no clue what that even means. I've mostly attributed this to his stress levels, especially because he expresses similar irritations about colleagues when he's overworked. I'm also mildly anxious that this is a bad sign for a new relationship, and it's indicative of a loss of respect. A few other shifts include him talking more frequently and in more detail about his ex and his former stepchildren and making what sounds like very sarcastic remarks. I went downstairs to fill my glass of water and he said, there's water in the sink upstairs, you know. I mean, you can do these things the hard way if you want to. I can't tell whether or not this is within the realm of normal. If any of you have experienced trauma or have lived with PTSD, you'll probably understand that even subtle shifts in behavior can set off some internal alarms. I'm aware that I'm hypervigilant for signs of shifting behavior and underlying disdain or disrespect. I'm not completely confident in my ability to distinguish normal, healthy progressions in a relationship and signs of something more problematic, which is why I'm seeking perspective. So far, he's remained emotionally available and supportive of me. He's communicated every day. He's shown interest in spending time together. So I guess this begs the question, am I being too touchy? Am I within reason to be questioning these shifts in his behavior? What should I do? This is an interesting one because everything that's being described is almost super subtle. And to someone who's dealt with trauma and has PTSD from previous relationships, this is probably crazy magnified for them. And it seems like a much bigger deal than it might be. And sure, this could be signs that he might be drifting apart from you and that the long distance aspect of your relationship is just not working out. Or, in my opinion, this might just be something related to work. This man is working 60 hour work weeks and he's available on call for work. That seems like a lot. The original poster did a really good job of detailing a lot of the things that are going on that's causing concern in their life, which are all understandable. I think maybe having an honest conversation with this guy would probably be the best bet. Maybe explain your concerns. It sounds like this guy is definitely going to listen, and I don't think he's going to be someone to just push it off and ignore it. Like you said in the beginning, you're both adults, and I'm sure you can probably figure this out. Because it sounds like you have something really good going here, and hopefully this is not a sign that you're drifting apart, and that instead you can make this relationship work and have something positive in your life. My military boyfriend doesn't want to get married, even though I'm moving overseas just to be with him. Would I be crazy if I still went? I'm a 21-year-old female, and my boyfriend is 23, and we have been together for three years now. We are very much in love and have a good relationship. He is in the military, but he's not the type to get married at 20 and have three kids by 23. We have talked about marriage multiple times, but both agree on waiting until I graduate college, and we are more financially stable to make that step. 
Europe. We've been living together for two years now, and we just found out he got orders to go to Europe. We're both beyond happy and so excited to go. However, when I started thinking of the logistics, I kind of realized that it would be very beneficial and practically necessary for us to get married now. Even though we plan on marrying each other one day, he was not supportive of that idea. He said he didn't want it to feel forced just because we're moving. I totally get where he's coming from because I also didn't want to get married at 21, but it just makes sense for what's going on now. For example, if we're not married, the military won't pay for my plane ticket, and I will have to get different visas than him. I won't be able to get on the base without him. I won't have a hiring advantage at the local base school. I'm a teacher, by the way. And I won't have health care or dental, and I wouldn't be earning extra money each month. I understand that it's not ideal right now, especially when I have dreamed of a big wedding ever since I was a little girl, but I don't see how I can move overseas with a man that hasn't married me. Would you go if you were still legally single? I would also like to point out that I am in no way depending on him. I'm about to graduate as a certified teacher, and I'm still on my parents' health insurance and dental insurance, but there would be no in-network practices out there. I'd have to go on base. There's just a lot on my mind when it comes to this, and I'm not sure what to do. In my opinion, there is absolutely no way I would go overseas to stay with my significant other if we were not married in this specific circumstance. There's just no way I would do that. You've listed so many disadvantages of going there without being married. You are literally paying for everything, going to another country, having to work out your own visas, and you won't even be able to live with him on base. There's no advantage to doing this. You won't have health insurance. It literally is only going to set you back. So in my opinion, there's no way I would do that. I would not personally allow my life to be uprooted like that without some kind of safety net to catch me when I fall. And also, this begs the question as to why your boyfriend is so hesitant on getting married with you in the first place. He's saying I don't want it to feel forced, even though you've both discussed getting married. You've also been dating for three years and you've lived together for a few as well. Like, wouldn't this be the best time if you really loved her to move forward and say, yes, let's get married, let's make this step. It's not the perfect setup, but guess what? You're in the military. Your life is going to be chaotic for the next few years and there's not much you can do about it. It's either that or risk losing her while she's stateside. You're going to another country for who knows how long. And yeah, you don't want this to feel forced, but you would hope at that point you would at least be ready and know that, hey, we should get married and just make this step. I think from the original poster's perspective, also, you really need to consider that if he's not ready to get married, then he's not ready to get married. I mean, you are both young after all, so there's also that side of it to consider. So maybe waiting until he gets back from Europe and seeing if that relationship is still there, and then you can make that decision if you're ready, but there's no way I would go over there unless you get married. So if getting married's off the table, then in my opinion, you should not go overseas. But what would you do? Leave a comment down below. Would you follow your significant other if they were in the military and they were going to Europe? Let us know down below. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.